0: Head over to bombus.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Oh, well, Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Well, we're we're here, it's an hour, we're here an hour early. Yep. We're late, we're here an hour late.
1: I don't know, it's 8.15, Henry's still up.
0: 8.15, so that was...
1: 7.15. Yesterday's yesterday. time? Yesterday, yeah. Oof. I know.
0: You know, every year we probably talk about how much we don't like Daylight Savings. Probably.
1: No, I mean, I like daylight savings. I don't like standard time. I would prefer to have it be light later. I just don't like the time change.
0: Yes. I don't like losing the hour.
1: Right. But I would prefer that it stay light later. I like that.
0: Yes. Will it be light when I wake up tomorrow? Probably not. back, Back to that. Back to waking up in the dark. Back to that. That's annoying
1: but not for that long. I mean, you know, two weeks. Yeah. The days, well, that and the days start to get longer.
0: Yeah. Uh, what other thoughts do you guys have on daylight savings? Send them in to daylight savings pod <laughs> at gmail.net. And, uh, we'll be happy to answer any yep. of those things.
1: This is, this is daylight savings pod.
0: Are do you, do you go by Greenwich Mean meantime? Me too.
1: Do you live in Arizona where they don't do daylight savings?
0: I bet some of our listeners do live in Arizona. Yeah. um, so, I mean, look, they can't all be winners. <laughs>
1: uh, it's true.
0: What would you like to talk about? We had quite a week. You know, some some ebbs and flows, I will say, on your end with uh our nanny. Uh I'm Trying to remember. I don't even I'm trying to really think about the week. Um, just
1: to clarify for everyone the ebbs and flows with our nanny (laughs) or that (laughs) nothing that she did no Um, she's great she's great dory tried to kill her i tried to kill her by getting her (laughs) a vaccine appointment and she had a horrible reaction uh she had gone before work to get it and i texted her and i was like how's it going and She was like, not well, actually, I'm feeling really dizzy and um, weak. And like, they're keeping me here for observation. (laughs) And then the doctor told her she should go home. So I was like, oh my God, I feel so bad. And then the next day she came in and I was like, how are you feeling? She's like, not great, but like, okay. And I was like, okay. And then I was out and I came back like right after henry had gone down for his nap and i was like how are how are you doing she's like i really don't feel good and then i was like oh shit like i have to record this afternoon like would you be okay staying till the recording's done and she was like yeah and then i was like why don't you like just lie down now and she was like are you sure and i'm like yes So she lies down and then like half an hour later I come out and she's like curled up on the couch and I'm like, Oh "Oh my God. Like she's like, I, I, I don't feel good. Like my eyes feel hot. And then she's like, do you have a thermometer? And I was like, yeah. And so I got the thermometer and she had a hundred degree fever and I was like, you need to go home. (laughs) So I sent her home. Um, so I got, some extra time with Henry this week.
0: You did. You got a lot of fun Henry times. Yeah. Um. This is a follow up. She's fine. She's
1: she's fine. I texted her yesterday. She said the, her fever's gone. She feels much better. Um,
0: also, in addition to that, we dis- we discovered later that she has had bad reactions. Oh to yeah, flu shot. Yeah.
1: On Friday, she was like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, I always have a bad reaction to the flu vaccine," and I was like, "Oh,
0: so." Anyway, get your vaccines, people. Chances are you won't end up like our nanny. You'll, you'll be fine. Um, yes. So that happened, and I couldn't do anything about it. I was had a night shoot on Friday, um, so that stunk. And you had to deal with Henry. I did. And then we dealt with Henry together this weekend. We did. Uh, look, I don't know but someone's got an attitude problem. And, and for
1: once, it's not Matt.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, it is me also. But he, boy, he's very, I don't know. I wish we didn't, na- did we name last week's episode Tyrant? Yeah, Maybe we did. Tyrant, Tiny Tyrant. This is him, he's back and with a vengeance.
1: He's really- He's, he's got really, strong opinions. He's really learned the principles of civil disobedience. Non violent.
0: I just don't know where children learn to f- just drop to the ground. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm talking about. He just drops to the ground and he's like, no, like, I am not going to let you pick me up. Yeah. And if you do pick me up, I'm going to kick and scream. I'm going to cause
0: a scene that yeah. will make everyone know that you're not my mother or father.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess the good news is like, he ha- He does tend to like calm down pretty quickly, but. For now. For now, he just like, he just wants to do what he wants to do right now.
0: He really, and, and that seems to be, read the same books over and over again. Um,
1: not put on pants.
0: Not put on pants.
1: Not have his diaper changed.
0: Not have his diaper changed, yeah.
1: Read his potty book. <laughs>
0: He Loves this book about the potty. He's yet to really take anything home from that.
1: He he. We have a potty for him that we have not like really attempted to like teach him how to use. Just like exposed him to it, and once he started, once we started reading this book to him, he started standing in the potty.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> that's his mo. That's what he thinks. <laughs> that's the best use of potty: just to stand in it. Um he's very proud of it when he stands in it he is um
1: he will sit on it clothed yeah but not like his his preferred mode of entry is to stand in in the potty
0: which you know once he fills it that's gonna be a mistake
1: yeah big mistake
0: uh and then as part of family time this morning we went to the Long Beach Aquarium the last day of it being not fully (laughs) open uh, so, if you want to go see a lot of trash cans, um,
1: there were there were several exhibits that pretty much every other child there seemed very interested in.
0: I'm talking. <laughs> Uh, bur- like a bird's uh, aviary, uh, large with with parrots and such and such parrots and such.
1: And I said, "Do you want to go see the birds?" And he said, "No."
0: No. And <laughs> also sea lions and seals,
1: and penguins,
0: penguins, sharks, manta rays, yeah, regular rays, rays of sun, trout. An exhibit about rain flow in Southern California.
1: And how much water you use.
0: (laughs) If you're doing whatever you're doing. Mm. And
1: And then you could also go look at the area where they, like the vet area.
0: Oh, I didn't even get over there. Yeah,
1: you were like watching us.
0: Oh, I took a picture of you guys coming out of the entrance. Yeah. You know, COVID rules did not apply to Henry. He
1: was really... What he really wanted to do in that area was open the locked gates.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He also wanted to inspect each trash can to make sure that it worked and held trash. Um,
1: And he checked all the like stanchions, like the rope.
0: Yes, I was sure he was gonna pull him, and we were gonna have like 40 domino effect stanchions go down, <laughs> I, was, I was positive that was gonna happen. And uh, then, you know, when we're leaving, he decided not to go into his, he decided he didn't wanna go into a stroller. Then we get our classic, you know, other moms uh, who's in charge.
1: I was like, shut up.
0: Oh my God, <laughs> my God.
1: It's like, keep it to
0: yourself. Go find more leopard print vests, you weird lady. Wow. Orange County blonde.
1: <laughs> wow. What else? <laughs> I don't know. It just was,
0: it was angering me that he was really just uh, living his own life. And then he wants to, like he always wants to run in the street. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, welcome to Eggs on Adventure. This is a podcast about people who want to get pregnant. Um, and, uh, we're not ungrateful. We're just tired.
1: You know, I did have a a good breakthrough with him this week, though. Uh, how so? You can't bite me. You can bite the bunny.
0: Yes. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I don't know that. I don't know. It seems that it seems to like have really rejuvenated his biting.
1: Look, he was biting. No matter what,
0: yeah, but it didn't seem to anyway, whatever he does he does the redirect, he loves biting his stuffed bunny, yep, um like he's a like he's a tiny dog
1: he started making me kiss the bunny,
0: <laughs> not bite the bunny
1: he didn't seem like he wanted me to bite the bunny, he was sort of like holding it in front of my face, like kissing me,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, he wanted me to bite the bunny.
1: He's also gotten very into he's like you can tell he's starting to explore imaginative play like in the in his play kitchen he started pouring um milk quote unquote from his the empty milk container we have in there into one of the little condiment
0: uh-huh. jars
1: and like he was like feeding it to gilma <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think Gilma brings out the imaginary play. Mm-hmm. She sort of encourages the pretend cooking he's often doing. Yeah, um, which is nice. I wish. I wish I. I don't know. Well, I mean, look, I've got two more weeks of work, and then I've got all the time that we don't want.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Get ready
0: for Daddy Daddy Day.
1: What's Daddy Daddy Day?
0: Daddy spends a day with himself.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh what a uh, nice day that is.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone look forward to it. It's going to be outrageously fun. Yep. And I hope you're all still listening.
1: <laughs> um, listen, before we take a break, we are going to remind everyone about the following things. One, we have a Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Excellent Adventure. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Excellent Adventure where you can get up to two bonus episodes per month where we talk about, I mean, really runs the gamut, I will say.
0: It's nonsense. talk <laughs> a lot of nonsense on there. Uh,
1: you can email us at Matt at gmail or and dory gmail You can email us a voice memo and you can call us at 413-461-BABY. You can also text us at that number.
0: Oh, and this weekend I finished the Saturn V Rocket Lego set.
1: Yes, he did.
0: Very exciting.
1: When Matt puts his mind to something, watch out, everyone.
0: I, I feel like I'm just like, I spend not enough time with them.
1: With the Legos? I mean, I
0: build them too fast, I think.
1: You do race through them.
0: But they got to get done once the bags open.
1: You go so fast. I'm, um, I, it's really quite something.
0: I yeah. So I built it. I, when did I start it?
1: Like two days ago or something.
0: I think I started it Saturday during his nap.
1: Yes. Oh, yesterday. So you started it yesterday. Yeah, I
0: started it yesterday. Oh
1: my god.
0: And then I finished it during his nap today. Two nap periods. Plus the evening time. Boom! One thousand nine hundred sixty-nine pieces done. Forty inches of rocket power to the moon. All right. Uh, what I like about it comes with a very tiny. I was gonna say the little, little
1: astronaut is to scale. Yeah,
0: it's got three little scale astronauts, and also like a little lunar lander and a little uh, command module. And it comes with three astronauts, not just two. So I got Mike Collins, Buzz Aldrin, and Neil Armstrong. Cool. Very exciting stuff. If you have any ideas of Lego sets I should build next, let me know. I knocked out the Lunar. Let's see. So we did the. I did the Lunar Net Lander, the big set of the Lunar Lander, which we got for a discount at Target because they had a 25% off. A single toy sign on top of the Legos. And apparently, Legos didn't apply.
1: But then the guy was like, I'll go to you anyway.
0: Because we get this complaint a lot, because that's where the sign is. <laughs> um, so then I built that. I built the Hulkbuster armor uh, from Avengers Age of Ultra on that set. I built the uh, TARDIS, the little TARDIS set. Comes with a Weeping Angel and two Daleks. And then we I, watched a Weeping Angel episode. We uh, watched Joy watched Blink for the first time. Um, was just interested in the guest actress for some reason. Uh, and then uh, Carrie Mulligan. What does she do?
1: She's like super famous for
0: what? <laughs> Doctor Who?
1: No, not for Doctor. for that great
0: episode, of Doctor Who. Yeah, not for what me. is she famous for? What is she? She in? was
1: just in um the Emerald Fennell movie. Uh, the I'm blanking on the name. What is it called? That's a good name. Promising Young Woman.
0: I've never heard of that.
1: Okay, well.
0: I want to know why she's famous. Why is she super famous, as Dory puts it? Let's find out.
1: Okay. She... Blah, blah, blah. I just need
0: something I've heard of.
1: Okay. Okay, so her breakthrough performance was in the coming-of-age drama film In Education, which was a great movie. She was then in Never Let Me Go. No. Nope. She was in Drive. She was in Shame. She drive. was in The Great Gatsby. Which one's Drive? She was in The Coen Brothers Inside Davis. L- Llewellyn Davis. Llewellyn Davis. Llewellyn Davis. She was in, oh, the Netflix limited series, Collateral, which I also watched. And then she was in Promising Young Woman.
0: I've never seen any of these things.
1: She's been in a ton of stuff.
0: How old is she?
1: She is
0: Probably my age.
1: 35.
0: All right, she's two years younger than me. She's
1: married to a Mumford.
0: Uh, Not a son?
1: And sons. Um, She's been in like a thousand things.
0: Well, I know her from Blink, season three of Doctor Who. Great episode. Mm. Everyone tune in. All right, anyway, okay. uh, and then I built the Aston Martin DB5, the James Bond Aston Martin. That was a while ago. Yeah, but I'm just going through my Lego sets for anyone who wants to uh, give me Lego advice. I also have, I ordered the Disneyland Disney World Castle. That's 3,500 pieces or something like that.
1: So it'll take you like two days.
0: Well, if I got through 2,000 pieces in two days, then maybe it'll take three days. That's going to be big too. I hope you're excited. I can't wait. About what's happening to your dresser. Yep, can't wait. As I start throwing more and more Lego sets on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, everyone, we'll be right back. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for
1: new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're gonna keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out, uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombus is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombus is that when you purchase an item, Bombus donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombus has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombus can make returns easy as well. You know, stripes on the top, of it. it's like, "Well, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back.
1: Hey, everyone. So we heard from uh, Amelia, who was responding to an email we got last week about... Um, Someone who emailed saying her husband or partner needed testosterone therapy, but they knew that it would reduce sperm count. So they were wondering if later they wanted to have kids and he had to go off his testosterone therapy to get a sperm count up, how would that affect him? So Amelia writes, a similar situation happened with my sister and brother-in-law. My brother-in-law had very low testosterone and other hormonal imbalance issues that were causing enormous problems to the point of him being suicidal. He was in his 30s and had a perfectly normal sperm count, but after he went on testosterone therapy, his sperm count went to zero. This therapy plus various other medical interventions saved his life. He is doing so well now and is a happy and productive guy. But when my sister and he decided that they wanted to have kids, he went off his testosterone therapy for a year in order for his sperm count to recover, which it did after a period of many months. I can't remember the exact timeline, but I'm pretty sure he was off the meds in total for about a year. Then they froze his sperm and have done several rounds of IVF, In the subsequent years, two of which worked, but that year my brother-in-law went off his testosterone therapy was really rough and awful, like can't function, hides in a closet, is angry all the time, is depressed all the time, so awful. They made it through and now they have their nice family and they don't regret it, but my strong advice to the person who emailed is to have her partner deposit and freeze his sperm now, so that once he gets on the therapy, he does not have to go off it again. If his experiences like my brother-in-law's and his hormone issues extend beyond just testosterone, It will take months, if not years, for the doctors to get the exact right combination of all the various hormone replacement medications, but it is possible and leads to a significant improvement in quality of life. Also, I've experienced being the mother of two under two. I have something to add to all the other excellent input you have gotten from your listeners. My second was unplanned and I was panicked when I first found out I was pregnant. I was still breastfeeding my first. He was still not sleeping through the night and my husband and I were still not all that good managing even one kid. I remember lamenting to my dad about all the challenges of two under two and how the timing of the second pregnancy was just so inconvenient, and he told me there's never a convenient time to have a second kid, and that is so true. Somehow it made me feel better. So to the person who wrote in with this worry, I totally sympathize, but please remember if you were going to have a second kid, then really now or later it was going to be inconvenient. So the timing is not the main issue. I wish the testosterone replacement family and the 202 family the best of luck and i hope they keep us updated best wishes to you guys and all your other listeners too uh
0: the i mean the hiding in the closet this sounds like a rough time yeah and it how long how long was the how long was it not balanced correctly how long did that take
1: she said a year He was off of it after he'd been on it. He was off of it because it took, she said it took many months to get his sperm count back up once it had gone down to zero. So
0: getting off of testosterone
1: increased his sperm count. Interesting. Being on testosterone reduced his sperm count. Gotcha. So the, so she's advising that, our original listener's husband frees his sperm now before he goes on mm. testosterone.
0: Well, I think in that case, that does make some sense.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, well, thank you, Amelia, for sharing that anecdote. All right, it's from Becca. Um, and um, she is writing in about how donor-conceived children Feel about their conception, in particular as adults. First, I acknowledge that donor conceived people have all kinds of different thoughts and feelings about their conception, about how they learned about it, about their access or lack of access to their donors, etc. I do agree with Dory, though, that a lot of today's donor conceived adults were lied to their whole lives, and this impacts their feelings. The ethics around donor conception have changed a lot, and I believe this generation of donor conceived children will have a largely different and hopefully better experience. Second, I'm not a psychologist or anything, but the phrasing of the concerns and questions and how the writer described how they were consuming her thoughts put me in mind of postpartum anxiety or depression. Of course, I don't want to just place that on someone, but it may be something for the writer to consider. It is possible they are spiraling into this topic a little bit because of their current emotional and psychological state. I would love to hear other people's thoughts on this topic as a lesbian parent of a donor conceived child. Thanks, Becca. Hmm. Um, well, first of all, thank you for this perspective, and second of all, thank you for the flagging of the possible postpartum anxiety or depression. Appreciate uh, that close read. Yeah. Close listening. What? What? What are you looking confused about?
0: I just feel lost in this right now.
1: Well this per this this listener is referring to an email that we got a while ago so gotcha i get it um all right do you want to read the next email sure
0: this is from anonymous hi man dory writing to ask some advice i just turned 39 in january interested in trying for baby number two we just had baby number one a year ago Uh, over a year ago just over a year ago Maybe I shouldn't read anything. Uh, We had tried for over a year with no luck with a bunch of IUI and medical help. We were about to start IVF when we found out we were pregnant naturally, even with my really low AMH of 0.46. Now that it's two years later, I'm wondering if you or your listeners have any advice about how long we should try naturally before intervention. We know we can get pregnant the natural way, but I worry if it doesn't happen, then we've lost the precious months as my eggs are just getting older. We don't have any insurance that will cover IVF, so it will be totally out of pocket for all these costs. Thank you. Uh, sorry. <laughs> would love your thoughts here, Anonymous in Brooklyn.
1: Hmm. Um, I would try for six months.
0: That's a pretty nice figure. You know, Mm -hmm. sort of less than a year. Yep. Now these eggs Mm -hmm. getting old. Yep. That's not accurate, right? What do the eggs get old?
1: Yeah, the eggs get old.
0: They're not. I'm very confused now. Why are you confused? Hang on, hang on. So. what's the so everyone has a set number of eggs the yes end. uh-huh and the follicles yeah uh they decide how many are going to come out each month uh-huh and then that determines how many eggs are going to get used that month
1: that well that determines how many eggs you have i mean
0: you had no when it, doesn't, you, w- it doesn't
1: when you ovulate you ovulate one egg when you do IVF, it stimulate they stimulate your ovaries so that you make more eggs. Like more eggs come out. And then they harvest them. This and they make them they make them grow. They make so here's what happens. They make the they make the eggs in your ovaries grow bigger than they normally would. Interesting. Usually there's just a there's like a lead follicle. And that's usually the one that like releases the egg. The
0: carry mulligan of follicles.
1: Yes. But when you do IVF, they stimulate your follicles so that more of them grow to a size where they could be fertilized.
0: Uh, and they do this with the whatever protocol you're on.
1: Yes. This is how IVF works.
0: No, I, I like, I'm aware of like, I guess I'm aware of like the numbers we're, we're, all, we're all looking for, Uh-huh. right? Like I had, you know, 10 on this side and 14 on that side. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, so that means there's 14, there, there's 24 eggs coming.
1: Not necessarily.
0: Right. But 24 eggs come, excellent result. Yep. But there's a point, there's, the, then there's, there's the eggs the, the eggs run out. Yes, and go to zero. Yes. and then, but with men, sperm just gets made all the time.
1: Yes, this is this is what we call the biological clock.
0: Yes, but why don't men have a biological clock?
1: Because patriarchy
0: or evolution. Yeah, I'm very confused.
1: Because God wanted men to be able to have kids their whole lives, but he didn't want women to be able to do that. So that's why that happened. Oh, God
0: did it? Yep, God this did it. Is a very weird turn for the science-based podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, listen.
0: All right. Well, okay. thanks for the answer, honey. Yep, you're welcome. I was just, I was just checking. Okay. What a rando question to ask five years into doing this podcast.
1: That for you to yes. ask, yes, yes, yes. That's why I was very confused by it.
0: Anyway, okay. I hope somebody at home was like, "Oh, that was a good question, Matt."
1: <laughs> All right, this is from anonymous. Uh, hi, Matt and Dory. I am twenty-seven, and I've been definitely struggling with whether I want kids or not, whether to freeze my eggs or not, and the like. My boyfriend is twenty-nine. We've been together for almost eleven years. We just haven't gotten married because a wedding hasn't been top priority financially and we're both fine with that. He's an only child and a first-generation Mexican-American and his mom is crazy for grandchildren. Back to my questions. What are your thoughts about being old parents? If you had the right person, would you have tried to have kids in your 20s or even early 30s? Do other listeners have input regarding being young parents? I have significant hesitation with the prospect of a child being financially feasible, although we both make good money and live in a low-cost state. I'm a tax accountant And the calculator in my head is just on repeat saying does not compute, does not compute until Roy says, have you tried turning it off
0: and back on again? (laughs) That is an IT crowd reference.
1: I live in Idaho, which just blocked a federal bill for pre-K funding because pre-K will cause children to be brainwashed early on with the liberal agenda and women belong in the home raising children. So any bill that would enable them to leave the home is not a direction that we want to go in. Hard to believe this is happening in 2021. But here are some links to prove that these are almost direct quotes and then she would link to a couple of articles. Oh,
0: you don't need to prove it. You just need to tell us which party is in charge of your state legislature.
1: <laughs> so there's not many options for low-cost child care do either of you or listeners and their spouses feel they had to put their career on hold to have a child. I don't know if that's something I'm willing to do, but I'm the lower wage earner, so it would probably fall on me to leave work and take care of the child work at a very small firm, three employees, so there are virtually no benefits, vacation or otherwise, and I don't think they could survive while I was on leave as long as I felt I should be after, as long as I felt I should be after having a child, so I'd most likely have to be replaced and give up my career completely until my child could go into childcare or school if childcare wasn't financially feasible. Lastly, has anyone had experience freezing their eggs at a young age and then deciding to become a parent after being more settled in their career and life? What was the process like? Did they receive pushback from their provider telling them they didn't need to freeze their eggs? My mom tells me not to think about it and just go for it if I feel like it. She had her first at 20, but now also doesn't have any feasible way to retire. So I don't think that's great advice. Although that is not wholly to do with kids as much as other financial decisions. Guess what I'm saying is how do you wrap your head around deciding to change and sacrifice your entire life as you have ever known it for something that you have no idea whether you'll enjoy or not? (laughs) Thanks for yours and the listener's help. The baffled accountant and they live in 1,444 square feet in an oversized two-car garage turned wood shop with two cats, a dog, and a boyfriend. No hot dogs, but five Basque chorizos so far in 2021. Nice. Since corn dogs don't count, I assume that chorizos don't either.
0: They do not count, but I appreciate your chorizo count.
1: <laughs> um, wow, do you have thoughts on this?
0: I mean, look, this is just going back to what we were just talking about. Yeah. You know, and it's all fucked. In so many ways. Like, I mean, it's a horrible thing to have to choose. Yep. Oh, do I want to have a career or a child? Oh, Do I want to have both? No, you can't because we decided you can't. You you don't want to do both. You should. We tell you where you should be, when you should be. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's all fucking bullshit now that's <sighs> it I mean it's hard to tell you what you, I mean do you like your career if you love it then I would say don't think about this kid now I mean it's also like it doesn't sound like it's your biological clock that's going right it really sounds like it's your your boyfriend's mother <laughs> and the end right am i crazy Am i missing anything here
1: um i don't think so
0: let me just let's knock these questions out one at a time here we go thoughts on being old parents if we had met the right person in our 20s or early 30s dory what would we have had would we have had children my answer is no i don't think so uh, and my answer is no, because I, I don't, i just, I don't think I was remotely mature enough to do that. And I was busy with my own career. Dory's answer. Same. All right. We agree. There we go. Do other listeners have input regarding being young parents? I'm sure they do. Yeah. I mean, my mother was a young parent and an old parent when she had me. Uh, okay, you live in Idaho. And that, that seems <laughs> blocked a federal bill for pre-K funding. Ugh. That depresses me, um, as it often does god all right so do either us feel like they had to put a career on hold do either of us feel like we had to put a career on hold to have a child no no is the answer to that also and i think that's partially because we waited so long i agree uh jory was in her her early aughts of the fours and i was in my (laughs) mid threes (laughs) Uh, and uh, we were both uh, pretty established. We both had bylines. Uh, okay, now, has anyone experienced freezing their eggs at a young age? That's a good question. I don't often think we hear from people who have frozen their eggs at a young age, or at least they don't pay, tell us that part of the story.
1: Well, I I think it's rarer for us to hear from people who have a partner who freezes their eggs at a young age. I feel like we hear from people who are single who freeze their eggs
0: yes but like the I'm, I, I'm looking for the tail end of that story what do you mean like did it work
1: oh i see well you know what i was gonna say is you know if you're if you're with the person you're like pretty confident that you want to be the partner who's going to raise your that you want to have children with if you can afford it i would freeze embryos versus freezing eggs
0: Yes, but also, like, that is a thing where you got to be pretty sure. That's
1: what I just said.
0: Like, but I'm just saying, like, pretty sure. That's what I, that's what. Because I know, I know a couple that got, that I mean, were, I do too. I know, I know married couples who were I, like, I, yeah, let's freeze yeah, them all. Yep. Yeah, I know. And then, whoopsie.
1: But I mean, that can happen when you, that can happen when you have kids. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. Well, and then you don't have to figure out visitation rights for the freezer. So that's good. <laughs> uh, all right. That's good advice. We we knocked those questions out. Oh, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. That <laughs> I'm was sure us. Everything
1: is much clearer for I you. I think we now. really
0: nailed it. Uh, okay. So, yeah, that was the last question. Did they receive pushback from their provider telling them they didn't need to freeze their eggs? Well, I think if it's somehow covered in insurance, you're always going to get pushback saying you don't need to. Uh,. And then I'll answer the last question here. I guess what I'm saying is, how do you wrap your head around deciding to change and or sacrifice your entire life as you have ever known it for something that you have no idea whether or not you'll enjoy? Uh, how do you do that?
1: I mean, this is like the leap of faith that people take, you know?
0: It is. And, you know, in the IVF world, it's a much more... Uh, Contemplated leap of faith,
1: right? Because it takes so long.
0: Yeah, and it's like <laughs> and it's, expensive. it's it is expensive, and it takes you got to drive. You know, yeah, you got to drive thirty minutes.
1: A lot of driving.
0: Um, so it's not something that it, you don't accidentally wind up in an IVF clinic. Correct. Um, how do you do it? Well, I mean, it just really—I think it just ends up being a—I don't know. You just sort of do it. And there are times where I'm just like, this is miserable, why did we do this? But there are also times where like, "Mm, of course we did this.
1: Right. I wouldn't say I'm like, ever miserable.
0: I think when it's like, I think uh, weekends particularly, Mm -hmm. when we're both like, we both have a thing we want to do. Mm -hmm. But it all hinges on this tiny tyrant Yeah. It gets to be a little, and then I'm slightly more driven crazy by his, um, the breath of time that it takes for your diaper changing Mm. routine.
1: I mean, I got to say often if like we don't have to be somewhere, I don't mind how long it takes because it just, it's like it wastes time.
0: I know. But like, is that really the best habit to get him into? Cause like eventually we're gonna have to be somewhere. I know, and... but like
1: there have been times where I need to do it quickly and I do it quickly and yeah. it's fine. I
0: mean, I always tend to do it pretty quickly. Well then you Usually should, my take, you is should like, take
1: over diaper changes my, all the time. My method
0: is like picking him up over my shoulder and doing it all mm-hmm. with, with him on my shoulder. <laughs> okay.
1: Um. My, my last thought is baffled accountant. Um, you know, I don't know if this, the, I I see how you're an accountant because you seem like a very meticulous and like thoughtful person. Like you've really like thought through every scenario. And I guess I would just go back to that idea of taking the leap of faith. Like there's just, there's going to be unknowns and you just have to reconcile yourself to that idea.
0: It's just like, you know, when Indiana Jones is trying to get to the Holy Grail, you know, and he and he just takes that step and then he finds out it's a bridge that is painted to look like the bottom of the cavern.
1: Yep. It's just like that. All right. Listen, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
0: Hi everyone, we're back and
1: Henry is asleep.
0: Henry's asleep, and it's what time is it? Eight fifty-two. Eight fifty-two. I mean, so how long has it been dark for?
1: I think he's been asleep for a while. It was dark when I put him down. Yeah, which is at like seven thirty. I'm just
0: like wondering how because we have two night shoots this week, and I'm like, how late are we going to have to wait for the sun to go down? Seven thirty, I think. That's awful. Mm. Anyway, okay. Okay.
1: Um, all right. Speaking of sleep, yes. so from Anonymous. Hi, Matt and Dory. You've talked some about Henry's sleep in recent episodes, and I'm wondering if there are any resources you'd recommend for parents that want to take a similar approach. I'm due with my first in April and also hoping to have the baby in a crib in his own room from the very beginning. I feel similarly to you about safe sleep, with this being the one area where we'll diverge from the AAP. I'm curious if you followed any specific sleep training guidelines or if there are other strategies, websites, books, Facebook groups, et cetera, that you found helpful. Thanks so much for any suggestions from anonymous in 1300 square feet in Rhode Island with my husband and a baby on the way two hot dogs in 2021 in the form of brioche pigs in a blanket, which I highly recommend if you're up for a project.
0: Oh, I see. With like a little sesame seed situation on the top there. All right. Makes forty-eight of these in twenty minutes, for of prep and a total of four hours of four hours,
1: four hours.
0: Oh, because you're making the brioche dough. <laughs> oh, get out of my face, Claire Savitz! You have too much time on your hands to make these things. Why is she showing up on Vice uh, now?
1: She's everywhere.
0: Get out of here with your. Undyed hair. Strategically undyed hair. What? <laughs> and it's like
1: You have strategically undyed hair.
0: I don't have strategically undyed mm. hair. I just so have grayed, you say. I just grayed on my temples, like Reed Richards. So gray.
1: All right. Anyway, resources. Um well I've recommended the Safe Sleep Facebook group before. So I will recommend it again. Um, the, there are a few lurking around on Facebook. So I will tell you that the one I, I recommend is the Safe Sleep and Baby Care Evidence-Based Support um, Facebook group. We
0: love evidence-based things. Yeah. Like when Dory said God decided whatever he decided. Evidence. Guys, do you get spam emails from LL Bean? I do. Uh. Got a chair. All right. Now we have an email from
1: Wait, we didn't answer this person's question, really. I just I just recommended oh, you just that recommended Facebook. just recommended a Facebook group. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We um we did not follow any we like sort of followed Ferber, I guess. Which I feel like gets a bad rap, but if you
0: It does get a bad rap.
1: I think because people think it just means that you like let the baby cry forever and you like never check on them, which is not what Ferber is. Right. So
0: And also I think it's hard for people to hear the baby cry yes. and not go in there.
1: Yes. Um, I know people like the Happy Sleeper. I didn't consult it, though. But I would start with the Safe Sleep group, although it can be a little intense. I'm just warning you.
0: I mean, really, I'm knocking on wood. Just going to keep knocking on it. But like, we have been so fortunate to have a baby who goes to sleep and then stays asleep. Yes. Yep. Oh, this morning he really did look at me like ooh because I saw him. I opened up the door and his sleep sack was off.
1: Oh boy. I feel like this is just like precursor to him climbing out of the crib.
0: I don't think he's going to be able to do it for a while. I mean until he figures out until he can go over the top rung of the ladder whatever what is that called the pickler yeah he can does he do it
1: he doesn't do it regularly but he can do it as soon as he
0: figures out how to like get above his chest tip his weight up Mm -hmm. and then pivot over then he'll be he'll be doing it all the time but currently he just kicks his leg through the bars thinking he's gonna get some sort of traction
1: yeah yep yep that's true. Although
0: if he figured out how to like if he just like decided to pile up all of his stuffed animals into one corner and step on those, he could get out easily. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Maybe we should take the big corduroy right out. <laughs> it's too much of a of a step stool. Um, all right. Our next email. I had to wake
0: him up for his nap today, too, people. Because it was four o'clock.
1: Yeah, and I, mean, I was
0: like, this baby needs to go to sleep in two and a half hours.
1: Well, he went to sleep in three and a half hours after that. But he didn't fall asleep right away.
0: I know, you guys came home and I was like, oh, it must be like five. And it was 6.30.
1: I know, because I I knew he wasn't going to go to sleep at seven like he normally does. Oh, my goodness. So
0: Daylight savings, it's like, surprise! It's five. Yeah. All right.
1: Okay. Um last week we were talking about hovering parents at the playground. Remember?
0: Yes, we talked about the the great hoverers of Sherman Oaks. Yes,
1: yeah, so we got a couple of interesting emails about this. Yes. One is from Christine. Oh boy, did I relate to you during your story about judgmental looks at the playground? I have a very similar parenting style to you, and I enjoy my bench in a book when I take my kids to the playground. That's why we go. So they can be entertained by something other than me. I have four kids, so the older two help the younger two, and I stay vaguely aware of their antics. A mom on Instagram who I follow is at Busy Toddler. I follow her too. And she's a big proponent of sittervising, any activity you can oversee while sitting. However, I've definitely been at parks with helicopter parents who seem to constantly think that my kids are in danger. And glance my way to see if I'm going to do anything about it. I picked this playground because I know my kids can handle it and I've, they've been here a thousand times. Chill. But I still usually get up and stand nearby to feel less judged. Matt's stories of growing up in the woods also made me smile. I was just telling my husband that I can't wait till our kids are big enough to send outside to go play without having to watch them. We live in rural Wisconsin in the woods, but we're moving next month for more space, 2,100 square feet for the six of us versus 1,000. Oh,
0: that's going to be a welcome bunch of space.
1: Plus eight acres of woods and a snowmobile trail that connects our property to grandma's. Whoa. It'll be about 300 yards through the woods from our house to hers, over the river and through the woods. Yes, to
0: grandmother's house they go.
1: Wow. And we're dreaming about when the kids will be able to walk there on their own. We've discussed how responsible and grown up they will feel getting to do that. And I feel very lucky that things worked out this way. I know not all families live in places where it's safe for kids to be out on their own, as Matt was describing in his childhood. And I try not to take it for granted. From Christine, who hasn't had any hot dogs yet because we're trying to clear out the freezer and pantry before the move and not buy new food.
0: (laughs) they are in that stage of the move. That's very, it's coming very soon. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I also meant to say too that like I think I neglected to mention that, like I grew up like seven houses down Ah, eh, seven. I let's say two fifty one to let's say like ten to twelve houses from the river, from the Merrimack River. Which is a giant river. Yeah. Um and uh my parents were still like yeah go just don't go in the river okay bye I couldn't go in the river or cross Andover Street
1: <laughs> those are the rules I mean it was
0: you know two big rules and you're like yeah. okay well if I could do everything else whatever right if I could if I could go into my backyard and suddenly be in a different city which I would do all the time because we had the rock retaining wall for Tewksbury behind our house mm. All right. Anyway.
1: Anyway. Um, Thank you, Christine. I feel seen. All right. This next note is from Emma. who says, I wanted to send a brief note in defense of hovering. Sometimes there's a reason we hover. My three-year-old son has a disability and he has poor balance and trips and falls a lot. He walked later than his peers and wears foot braces in both shoes. Most people probably wouldn't notice his braces if he's wearing pants. I worry about him. Sometimes I hover, though I'm trying so hard to step back and let him be independent. I receive looks from parents on the playground and wish they wouldn't make us feel different.
0: Well, Emma, I have to say, first of all, it's great to tell us that perspective and it's something that we should be aware of. My follow up to that is I know a perfect park for you. It's in Sherman Oaks, (laughs) California. (laughs) And you are going to fit in like a glove.
1: Uh, um, no, but seriously, thank you for this perspective. It's important to remember. Um, and I, sh- I should take off my judgy McJudgerson hat
0: again. I this wasn't a judgy hat on against these parents. It's the reverse. I know they I felt were judging by us,
1: that. right? But I judge them for judging us. Well.
0: I mean, if ye judged, yet j- lest not ye be judged. Exactly. Judge Judy. Judge Judy. <laughs> who, Joe Brown's Judge Wapner.
1: Um, all right. This next email is from Rebecca, who resent an email that she sent a few weeks ago on what, what she thinks ended up being a heavy email week since we mentioned that we were short on emails. So she resent one. I like a resent <laughs> if we didn't too. read it. Uh, she said, I just wanted to write and say, thank you for the vacuum recommendation for my Christmas wish list. I ended up choosing the cordless Dyson V seven at your suggestion for our mostly hard floored house. And my parents were able to buy it at a super discounted price around black Friday. It is not an understatement to say that being able to quickly vacuum toddler crumbs after every meal has changed my life. (laughs) Love that it's lightweight, love the wall mount, and the attachment that came with it are pretty great. I also just used it to vacuum our cars for the first time last week. It was so much easier than our previous option. Anyways, this is hashtag not an ad, just a thanks for the super helpful recommendation. Rebecca in Alabama in a 2,000-square-foot house with a husband, two kids under two, one is a foster babe. I would never have planned to birth another child that soon. Two cats and, and also sometimes a brother in law who's healing from a broken foot, so we made an exception to our pandemic precautions for him. No hot dogs so far in twenty twenty one.
0: Uh so twenty twenty one, everybody. Uh I'm 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 so far I'm feeling like not a lot of hot dogs being eaten this year.
1: Yeah. I mean we're almost done with Q one.
0: I mean I just I mean what? I do think
1: hot dogs are like a real summer
0: Alright. So my summer the summer I better hear some summer dog increase. Alright. I no wonder Come if here. AJ from Disney Food Blog has any thoughts on Casey's Corner. They haven't they haven't reopened yet on Main Street and Disney.
1: No, they haven't.
0: That's where you get your dogs. Mm. Alright. Alright. Hey y'all, Thomas in Colorado. Listening to Matt talk about the layers underneath the expert Legos and how no one's ever going to see it, I think the set that did that the coolest is the black and white Steamboat Willie set that they came out with. When you build it up, the layers inside are actually in color, and then you cover it with the black and white you know, outer pieces. It's pretty awesome. I've got right now sitting up in my attic a... Uh, that's the one from the new movie that I'm just waiting to build. I thought about buying that Last time I went to the store to pick up Legos for my wife and kids, because that's what we do during the pandemic. And I saw it there on the shelf, and I sent her a message that said, hey, don't worry about Valentine's Day or Father's Day. You, you got me covered already. Anyways, talk to you guys later. Bye.
1: Uh, Wait, Thomas had a follow-up. Uh, hang on, though. Hey,
0: y'all, Thomas in Colorado again. Totally forgot to do the... Excellent adventure sign-off for 2001. Uh, So far, five to choose dogs in 2001. We got ourselves a new kid in our house. 2021. uh, That's what he really enjoys. Anyway, later.
1: Yeah, Thomas is uh, 20 years behind. I love
0: the callback for, for, for uh, for a hot dog update. Oh, look at the little steamboat, Willie. That's a tiny, it's tiny. It's a tiny set.
1: But how cool that it's color inside. And then it's black and white. It's like secret.
0: Wow. It's sold out, honey.
1: Oh, no. That means you're going to be obsessively looking for it. <laughs>
0: I found one. I wonder if this one is like even remotely real. Like this place, this site does not seem <laughs> legit.
1: Game your.
0: Uh, maybe it's a great site. I don't know. It's in stock, and they want to only charge sixty dollars. Whereas if you go on eBay right now, you're gonna pay one hundred and fifty bucks.
1: Mm, sounds dubious.
0: Oh, I can go to the Sears eBay marketplace. This.
1: Oh, it's whoa. only two hundred and thirty-two dollars.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Sears.
1: Uh, all right. Well, listen. Thank you, Thomas, for giving Matt his next obsession. Thank you, listeners, for listening. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. you do. Thank you, Matt, for being you.
0: And thank you, Dory, for being you. And big thank you to our patrons. Support the podcast. Go to patreon.com forward slash adventure and become a patron of our show. And at the $5 level, you get your name read on the podcast each and every month, as well as a bonus episode. We've got uh, up to two bonus episodes every single month. So enjoy the back catalog. First time you sign up, you have access to gajillions of hours of us.
1: Gajillions. So...
0: Truly. Thank you, Greta Truitt. Thank
1: you, Hillary Berry. Jackie G. Jennifer Steele. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Manilovich. Kate McCall.
0: Uh, Catherine Linnae.
1: Catherine Simmons.
0: Katie Heimer. Katie Regan. Kelly Zimmerman.
1: Carrie Mills. Kim Mestre. Christopher Fonegi.
0: Laura. Laura Dodge. Laura Rosenblum. LFB. Liesel.
1: Linnea Wynn.
0: Martin Hager peterson
1: Maud Tremblay.
0: Mackenzie Erickson.
1: Magana Prasad. And Melinda Phelps. Michael Roth.
0: Michelle Kitz Miller. Mike Zytek. Mike Kim and Leo.
1: Molly Strands.
0: Mariah Adamick. Nancy Powell. Nikki Bossard.
1: Patricia Faust Rezig.
0: Paul Sharp. Paula. Penny from Massachusetts.
1: Robert Olson.
0: Robin Kilgo.
1: Sabrina Stern.
0: Sadie Massa.
1: Sarah Dauberman.
0: Sarah Prager. And
1: Sarah Friedman.
0: Thank you all very, 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 very much. Very much. We'll see you. Uh, we'll hear you. Whatever. You know. Bye.
1: Bye.